coming from a family that we would call dysfunctional today, the ability to have compassion, love, and mercy towards others was not something learned by example. I can't remember seeing a moment of affection between mom and dad. As a result, I used to wonder why God would choose to use someone like me in the ministry. Yet one day, it hit me that the only explanation for the love for my family is the fact that there is a God. Impossible places become places where God can be seen because there's no other way to explain it. And truth be told, He likes to show up in places where men say it's impossible. In my case, my past did not need to define who I am. Sometimes we don't find answers to why we are experiencing so many trials, until we stop asking. Answers don't produce intended results, but faith does. Why there is evil and suffering in the world doesn't come from the environment where we grew up. It comes from a heart that needs salvation from the sin within each of us. That impossible task was made possible, through an impossible birth. I know what it's like to live in an impossible financial place and a physically impossible place as well. What I didn't realize until recently is that I also know what it's like to live in a place of no perceived privilege. It's terrible when you feel like everyone is against you, as you well know. It's also difficult when everyone seems to think you're worthless. They really don't, but that's the way we feel sometimes. I also know what it's like to be in a place where groups of people have banded together to oppose and kick me out of town. But my environment didn't cause poor reactions or answer the questions of why I had hard times since God was supposed to be in charge. Evil in the world comes from the hearts of men, not from their difficulties in life. If that were not true, then education and law enforcement would have solved the human dilemma long ago. The point of this observation is clear. Impossible situations are not solved by crying unfair, having a victim's mentality, or blaming others for our perceived destiny being driven into a ditch. The fact is that impossible times are opportune times for God to show up and let us in on the great cosmic secret. This world belongs to God, and His agenda is the only one that's going to work for us. When Jesus was born, the nation was captive to a very cruel and unjust Roman nation. People walked wherever they went, and the word convenience had probably not even been invented yet. On top of that, the religious community was corrupt to the core. Their hypocrisy would soon crucify the Creator and the Savior of the world. Propaganda was the only news they had, and their Facebook was only the FaceTime they had when they met on their way to the well to get water. Jesus' own description of his life when he began his ministry was that he had nowhere to lay his head, and that he knew that he would soon be killed for his kindness. So maybe we should say right here, don't tell me about your lack of privilege. Don't tell me that you need an equal opportunity if you're going to succeed. No, I'm not going to say that you have to make your opportunities either. The fact is that the human dilemma is a divine opportunity. Hardship and injustice is God's opportunity to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are wholly dedicated to him. That's his word. The Bible says that his eyes are searching the earth 
looking for people who will trust him wholeheartedly. Never fix your gaze on the storm or at the crowd chasing you to your death. The circumstances of life don't determine our opportunity. They just inform us that one is waiting for us. The thing is, that divine opportunity will only show itself when we accept the fact that God's going to get the credit for the success that it can bring. When Zacharias was told that his wife would have a child, he didn't believe the angel, and he was struck dumb until the day John the Baptist was born. The couple didn't have a child up to that time. They were barren. But God made it clear to him, nothing shall be impossible with God. In the beginning of April 1985, God spoke to my wife out of the book of Deuteronomy, where it says, There shall be no barren woman among you. We had been waiting for ten years to have another child, but were told that it looks impossible. Six weeks after God spoke to my wife, we found out that we were having a baby. Eighteen months later, we were again told that another child was on the way. Two of our three daughters are the result of God intervening in an impossible situation. Many times I've told them that God supernaturally determined that they would be born. It made no matter what the world said. God said that they were going to exist, and if He spoke their life into existence, then He would also watch over their lives. They were here for a purpose, a purpose that would be found through other impossible things. But those are stories for another time. This Christmas Day, I'm going to have the privilege of telling my girls that our family exists because there is a God. My dad saw me in a vision before I was born. It was through no virtue of his own, for he was not a believer, but God was watching over my mother. The same is true for our daughter's mom, my wife. The truth from that is that our existence was impossible, yet here we are. We are far from perfect, but that's not the issue. We have been given life to share with you that God, a supernatural God of impossibilities, exists. Whenever we face other impossibilities, we're mere, we merely need to remember where we came from. The one who brought us here intends to use us to be credible witnesses of God's reality. Life's pain is not the definer of who God is. God is the one who defines why pain exists. All of the evil in the world comes from one place, denying God's word. Unbelief is the root of man's problem, and the pain of life often causes people to define God as unloving, not present, not caring, or even as being a liar. Well, one day I shouted at God, how could you treat me this way? I was having a tough week in the ministry, and I didn't like it. My outburst didn't last long, and I learned that he doesn't mind us asking him why we're subject to hard things, but we also need to be ready to hear his answer. If we aren't ready to hear what he has to say, we're probably going to miss the truth of it possibly for a very long time. In my case, his answer was not why other people were acting the way they were. He simply made it clear that he was my answer. If he was with me, I didn't have a problem, just a challenge. At the moment, it seemed impossible, but with God, nothing is impossible. One of the greatest miracles of all time, was that the little child born in a manger, was God. His name was called Emmanuel, God with us. 
We may not know many of the answers to life's problems, but the one who does, is walking by our side, and since he was born in a human, he can be born, in each of us. Thanks for listening to Life Journeys today. Have a great Christmas season.